leather and white buses. <laughs> what the hell is going on, man? Yeah. We're breaking yeah, some highs, good. dude. Yeah. The warming of oh, the global. Man. Supposed to be like in the, like 85 tomorrow. Yeah, dang. December. God but, dang, you know, man. I think that uh, I'm pretty sure Texas had a pretty mild uh, beginning of winter last year. And then by February, of course, you know, we were experiencing snow vid, so yeah. we'll it see is, what happens. It's, it's like, it still doesn't feel like a, like a summertime 80, 80 degrees, like it's still, and, you know, being set at least mid-70s in December is not uncommon in Texas, for no. sure. Yeah. And it fluctuating, actually, it's going to get down into the, uh, into the mid to low 30s on Saturday night into the morning really? hours, yeah. so it's going to go from being about 80... 84 mid 80s on Friday to just yeah. over 24 hours later being in the 30s. So that's, that's a, how people get colds. Yeah. But of course they won't be colds. Colds vids. Yeah. Colds vids. <laughs> it'll be the Omicron. Yeah. That's what it'll be. Something, man. Golly. I'll tell you what, I've been sick again for sure. And I've just like, uh, but again, it's just part of it, you know. The oh, more, yeah, you, you know, in my household, I mean, we've. We've had all, uh, like, you know, mild cold symptoms for, like, the past week and a half, two weeks, you know? Yeah. It's just, and, and almost everyone I know has been going through almost the exact same thing yep. lately, you know? Yep, it's that time of year, and we're all human, and again, being, yep. like, not being out as much and around people for the past year and a half, or at least, you know, I mean, they have been for most time, but this, like, the first winter where everybody's really, like... Just hanging out, doing their thing, you know. Uh, yep. It is going to be that way. And again, whenever they, uh, whenever new diseases just end up out of nowhere, then uh, that always sucks too because that's just another thing to worry about. But uh, you know, it's all good. I don't mean like to worry about in that way, but right. people this time of year already don't want to get the flu and they don't want to get colds. And even on allergies, they're like, "Oh man, you know, this sucks." Right. But uh, the last thing you need is another one floating around, you know, but hey, keep playing with them, you know, keep playing with them. Yeah. Why not? Keep playing with the viruses, guys, you know, see right. what it, yeah. nothing will happen. See, see what you let loose next, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah. They do that over in Galveston, they say. There's gain of function in Galveston. Really? Is, is a claim that I've heard. Yeah, it's like, yeah. One, and in, I think it's North Carolina and Galveston, they have gain of function centers, very possibly. Now, what's that? there's like, I've heard, and from what I've read, at least, there's like broad, I mean, Gain of function can apply throughout science. Doesn't just have to be within uh, an ill. With you know, yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. You know, so uh, yeah. I'm sure it, it, it's a very hard. Really, it's actually a difficult subject. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. Being sick sucks. Okay, oh, yeah. no one will ever deny that it sucks. But definitely not a reason to try to control the world. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's like the, uh, I yeah. don't think that's the way to go about it. You know what I mean? But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyways, man. So in the white buses, man, the, uh, the weather, buses. the weather's all cool. You know, it's going to come back around. I'm sure we're going to get some really cold weather in the next couple of months too. So we'll be talking about that. But the white buses, man, I've been for, I, so I've lived out in this county for, you know, off and on for 13 years or so, but be a, you know, more, more on than off for sure. And for the past couple of years, I've been driving out to the other side of the County. And even before that I used to, but I never drove at night. But so for about two years, I would say about maybe a year and a half to two years ago, I first noticed it, but I was coming home late at night about like 
midnight to two o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there. Um, and I'll pass by these, you know, it looks like these real, you know, sh- like lights, almost like a train coming at you or like, uh, as it got closer, I realized, obviously it's not a train, there's no tracks out here, but right. so I realized I was like, man, that's not a normal car. I thought maybe it was an 18 wheeler with like lights, running lights on the side. Yeah. And as it got closer, I realized it's these big white charter buses, like nice charter buses. And I was like, uh, man, what in the world are these buses doing out here? The first night I ever saw them, I was completely tripped out because I hadn't seen anything like that. And just to clarify, this is like two o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm already driving slow at night and, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say anywhere from, you could say midnight to two. Yeah. Anywhere Not the there. time of day when you would expect to pass to a big charter bus. But even me, are they, I, are they traveling in groups of two? Yeah, about about three. three. I've seen them. I've seen them three or more. Sometimes I've seen five. Wow. Never seen just one. I've never seen just one. Okay. When I've seen them, and they're Not doing ever. this that late at night. I mean, yeah. that alone should be enough to raise an eyebrow. The most recent time I saw them, I was playing a gig in Utopia, Texas, last Friday. Right. And we saw three or four of them pass by at about 10, a little after 10, heading out towards where I live, which is f- not towards anywhere anyone's going to go. You right. know what I mean? So, uh, anyways, so I've always kind of speculated on, on what these things, what these buses are doing. And I thought, you know, are there groups of people that are coming out here and doing like tours and like staying out here and the buses are taking them back? I know there's a lot of children's camps out here. Uh, but again, that time of the hour, what is it? And uh, Well, also yeah. another very important question in, in terms of, you know, because you're right, there is a very well-known children's camp out there. Was this during a time of the year? Because that, that, those children's camp only run during certain times of the year. Well, remember, I just saw it last Friday. Right. Yeah. I've no seen them all time of right the now. year. I know for sure I've seen them in winter multiple times. And... Uh, so, anyways, I was talking to this this guy, and I never, you know, I would I would only allow him to speak his name and and what type of information he would really want to talk about. But he was telling me that some of these places out here, these bigger ranches, uh, very possibly have uh, people who are have crossed over the border, right. like that have been in custody of you know or not been you know I guess or found their way and you know people who have come in across the border illegally and have come in and then they get they find they either get to a place or they get picked up or you know whatever happens and then they get put on buses and sent to different ranches around right and housed there you know for a while for whatever they do and i asked him what they did what do they do with them there and he says i don't know yeah and i said so i mean they vet them there or what he's like i don't know (laughs) you know i just know they go and I was like, and he's like, I'm sure they, the ranch, their ranch probably get some money for, for them, you know, and that's why they, they do it. But yeah, I mean, I, it really, when, when he told me that, you know, cause some of these places that he was talking about are not far from my house at all. And, you know, I do believe that everybody's just human and we're all just living on this planet. But, you know, I think that like, man, when you have like so many different cultures and such a you know, fast moving world. I think one of the worst things you can do is just like allow vast amounts of people to just appear right. in places they're not used to being. It's bad for everybody. You know, it's not, uh, 
There, that's not. There's not going to be a positive outcome from that. That's not the way to help people. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's 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 not going to help anybody. And uh, I don't care what the story is, man. It's just I don't know what what other people think about it or what you think about it. I guess you can put in your two cents on it. But man, yeah. it's just uh, I think that's just so crazy, man. That 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 happened so close to so close to our home. And I've always kind of turned a blind eye to it because. You know, I, I do think that all the media always, like, just completely has been, you know, they blow everything out of proportion. So right. anything they say, I'm just like, ah, you know, here comes the border talk again. But I really do think that that situation needs to be addressed at a, di- like, and I think it probably from, like, a policy level, like, not from, like, what we can do to take a stand, like, really right. needs to be addressed on, like, it's not safe for anybody. It's, it's going to end up being... I think there's going to be some type of like really bad backlash that comes from from having that type of a policy where people can just you're just going to take people on buses and expose them throughout the country. Right. I mean, I cannot imagine that that's going to end well. No, yeah, no, you know, uh me personally, I've never been a uh, an open borders libertarian, you know. Uh I know I I know that a lot of libertarians are uh open border in their policy, I personally am not. Uh, I I agree with you uh, that it's good to have multicultures. You know, multiculturalism definitely has its benefits. You know, the 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 idea of the melting pot. You know, it it, it is a great idea. I think that, uh, but there can certainly be conflicts. You know, I mean, even even. Will Durant, you know, one of the most acclaimed uh, historians of the 20th century, he pointed this out very, very well in uh, in his story of civilization. You know, where he concludes that uh, that empires that are that are multicultured and 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 go over vast amounts of land, they don't tend to last long because those kinds of bonds are artificial. Really, you know, they're not rooted in culture, they're not rooted in tradition. Uh, they're held together really only by a string of laws. But that's besides what we're what we're talking about right now. When you're talking about buses that could potentially be bringing busloads of uh, of, <laughs> of these uh, what what could be undocumented uh, aliens, you know, and, and I'm not one of those people who's going to try and say that like every single one of these people is a is an MS13. Yeah, well, they're, you know, not. That, they're, that, not. That's they're not. That's unfactual. That's, that's, As a matter of yeah, fact, that that's a very stupid yeah. assumption. I would imagine not many of them are. Most of these people are just regular yeah. people who are wanting to live their life and they're trying to get to a place where they think is where the grass is going to be a little greener yeah. and they have uh, they've chosen to do it in a way that is illegal by yeah. our laws you know uh, but you know thousands of them do it every single day and they get away with it and they're in this country living right now and, and you know and society hasn't collapsed you know so I get, yeah. you know there's something to say about that as well I guess well I think it's a but slow burn too I think that uh, first of all, I have definitely heard about this. I've heard murmurs about it, uh, especially on like the local uh, Facebook world. You know, here in the community, I've seen uh, people make posts saying, "What are these buses? You are you're not the first person to notice these buses." Yeah. Lots of people have been wondering, "What's up with these buses?" At real late at night, and they're traveling in groups. You know, uh, and then you know, of course, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you know, you're crazy. That's just." It's just, you know, kids getting taken to camp. It's like, well, why are they taking kids to camp at, at midnight? You know, that is a little weird. You know, that, that, that kind of puts a little bit of a hole in that argument, if you ask me. 
Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know because it's all just speculation, you know, right now. I mean, we're just, uh, we're just rattling off hearsay pretty much. So I don't really know what to think about it. I know that I don't like the idea of, uh, potentially hundreds of, uh, of undocumented aliens living just, uh, just a few, a few hills over, you know, pretty much, yeah. you know, ge- geographically speaking. Well, see, that, and, and like, well, you hit on something that's really important, and I think that, like, hu- like, I'm not, the idea of open borders is crazy to me, but that doesn't right. mean that I don't think that people who want a better life can't search for one. Yeah. I just believe that the process to do that should be a little bit, I mean, more advanced for our time. Right. You know I, I mean? definitely believe that the process to legally immigrate uh, to legally immigrate to this country could be streamlined, and that if you if we could streamline the immigration process, the legal immigration process, yeah, like we know how many you, people you, that can come you know, in. Yeah, you know, if I mean, you would make it easier to yeah, legally immigrate here, you would there's see less illegal immigration. Yeah, you that, know, I mean that should just that should be common sense, you know. Uh, you would also take strain off of like the the agents, the border patrol agents, and things like that down there, because I, like I again, I really don't blame at all. As a matter of fact, I have massive empathy for people who tr- who want to come to a place that w- they see would be better than where they are. Right. Especially when the area that you live in that has been ruined has been ruined by the place that you want to go, and you feel like <laughs> that. I want to, or has at least yeah. by policies have has right. not has not helped it for nope. sure, you know, and so you know I I'm not trying to be a hypocrite on this issue. I I completely understand the hypocrisy yeah. of saying, oh these people, you know they're they. I just think it's a da- it's dangerous for everybody, right? Because these people like don't uh, we're in a camp and you know? oh you know we got to get out of here. They run. The, there's people out here that will that will see none of that. Right, and that's da- so it's dangerous for them, and then not only that, where are you going? You know, yeah. you ain't going anywhere. You're gonna die out here. It's like it's a long way from anywhere, and then dangerous for them. And then if you do have some bad eggs that get out, dangerous, dangerous for, for the, the community locals. that don't even know this is going on. Right, and so uh, that is a re- that's really bad to me because just because of the deceit. Yeah. Alone, really. That the deceit is is probably the worst part of it. Right. Let they, they see. This is the thing about government and what it's become is it just assumes that everyone's dumb and can't handle to know anything. Right. So, so they lie and and they manipulate everybody, and then they get all butthurt and crazy when people become conspiracy theorists. Right. You know, it's like yeah. you literally made people become that, you know, because well, you don't answer any questions. You only create questions right. and you just leave comp- oh, wide open speculation for anyone to make do. It's like their fault that that happens, you know, right. instead of just squashing it. Well, and, and in this or in this situation, you know, I, I don't even think uh, I, I think that there could if these are busloads of of undocumented immigrants being taken out to this to the specific ranch that we're talking about, uh, I I definitely think there is a quote unquote conspiracy involved. You know, there's obviously more than one person putting such a thing together. Uh, I don't you know uh, I don't know. Do you think that this would be something that the that that the, that the government would be running? This yeah, sounds to me. 
I do, yeah. You, you do? I mean, yeah. even if these buses were full of undocumented, illegal aliens? Absolutely. I mean, or do you think that... I, I, it almost seems to me that it would make more sense that they could be... Uh, in business with the car, with the mules, with the cartels who sneak people over here. The, why couldn't they all three? Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm saying? You know. I mean, really, why couldn't they all three? Right. You know, I mean, the war on drugs really in a lot of ways has benefited the cartels. Right. And we all know that. And what, so why, didn't, why don't they stop the war on drugs? Why is that? Why, why right. does that happen? Because... Like marijuana, for instance, it's a great example. You could grow if marijuana was legal in the United States, even to where you could grow a certain amount of plants, there would be no more marijuana market. Right. That would instantly put an end to that right there. And 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 is it really that bad socially? Everyone already gets stoned. It's not going to make right. people get any more or less stoned. They already get stoned. It's already going to happen. You yeah. know the bongs are already ripping. Yeah. You know the steamrollers right. are already firing. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're not changing no, that. I've always so, liked to say, you know, any, these people who think that the world would just go to hell if we legalized pot, it's like, dude, you're already living in your in your nightmare, man, whether, yeah. whether you realize it or not. And I, I know how dangerous drugs are, man. Drugs are super dangerous. I know there's a lot of other bad drugs that come over the border and stuff like that, and there's there's a market for those drugs. Sadly, there is. But I think the war on drugs provides... Uh, a, a real hard power structure, the ability to thrive, you know, uh-huh. and uh, you question why they do that, why they allow that, and would they do other things to allow them to thrive? Yeah, probably. Right. You know, there's reports that like the cartels make a lot of money bringing people to the border. Yeah. So if it's big business, who knows what's going on? You know, right. and, and this is the thing about it: keeping an open mind. Because yeah. I don't know. I have no damn clue that any of it, but... Seems like, like the kind of thing where maybe some authorities could be turned, looking the other way. Our, our, the federal government has gotten to be out of control in, in the sense that we all seem to feel... Not all, but that right. a lot of us seem to feel like it was intended to be. And uh, that's just... There's no more thinking that maybe it's not or like it absolutely is not going to do what it's intended to do. Right. So, uh, you know, that doesn't really surprise me that they would be absolutely involved with that. And they could do it through their programs. I mean, I think that very well that could be taxpayer money. Right. Those charter yeah. buses. I mean, there's no... I don't doubt that for a second. Which is, yeah. again, it all of a sudden, you you realize why we have the right to know. Right. If any, if a one taxpayer dollar goes into that, we have the absolute right to know. And already there's charter buses with, with late at night, charter buses going on these roads out here. We don't, I mean, if that speculation is in the air, why not just squash it? Right. You know, why not just, why not just say like, hey, we're raising our hand. We hear that everybody is uh, talking about, talking about that. And yeah. we're just letting you know that's not what's going on. You can check it out. Come check it out for yourself. Right. Put it into it, you know? And yeah. I bet you they won't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's true. You know, well, Maybe I mean, they will. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's something that we might just have to do a little bit more digging into. I think that Not is... Not too much, though, or we might get Epstein'd. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, freaking get on that freaking, you know, one-way tra- train to freaking Epsteinville. You know what I'm saying? We might just uh, shoot ourselves twice in the back of the head. Heck yeah. You know? <laughs> 
Might end up with the, you know, we might end up with neighbors that had the same damn lawyer as Jelaine Maxwell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll all be in trouble, you know? It's like, howdy neighbor, brought you some brownies. It's like, I'm not eating those, dude. Who's your lawyer? Yeah, right. No, who's your lawyer? You're new here. No. <laughs> Won't trust this. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That whole that whole case too, man. I won't. We'll yeah. get into our next subjects. We'll talk about that. But that's just like, you know, you hear when Rittenhouse case was was going on, and even this Jesse Smollett case. Even though, why don't they let cameras in that courtroom? You know, is that right. just judge by judge or what? Uh, yeah, I think I it, guess is, it is. Right? Yeah, but uh, you know, then they don't let. Why don't they let uh, cameras in? Jelaine Maxwell's case, like you, they yeah. they are fighting. It's like you have to really try to. I don't hear much about that at all. Yeah, it just kind of stays quiet. Man, you know, I've noticed in the past like month, it's just been court case, court case, court case. You know, they're attacking I, the courts. Oh man, I mean, it's well. It, uh, I think that the, there's a, it's a distraction for something bigger, and, and by something bigger, I'm talking about something geopolitical that they really don't want people paying much attention to right now. Yeah. Uh, so what's know, going on? Well, you know, uh, tensions between the Ukraine, I'm sorry, not the uh, Russia and America. Of course, I don't know if you heard about Joe Biden and uh, uh, Putin having their little phone call the other day. They had a phone call where apparently... Uh, Joe, Joe Oh, Joe Biden. I, and it's just almost, it's hard to... It's, it's almost hard to imagine Joe Biden on the phone with Vladimir Putin. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I can just see Putin's face yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to talk to that delirious old man. But anyway... <laughs> yeah, like with a little bit of a grin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a grin. Chuckling okay. with his buddies, you know, <laughs> chuckling. Do you hear what he said? Yeah. Do you hear what he said? Yeah. Right. But in Russian, but saying he, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, apparently Biden said that uh, he, he would be uh, tougher than Obama was on the Ukraine. They are, there continues. On Russia? To, on Russia, yeah. right, yeah. And there does continue to be a buildup of both Russian and Ukrainian military on the borders. Uh all signs are pointing toward right now that Russia probably is going to make a move on the Ukraine. That's just what that's what it's looking like anyway. They are definitely building up military on their border. Uh, they have the U.S. naval presence in the Black Sea, you know. Uh, but I think that Especially when you start hearing uh, rhetoric thrown around on America's major uh, media programs like Fox News and some very dangerous language is starting to be used. Some very dangerous rhetoric. I think that there are some war hawks in Congress right now who are about to bite off a hell of a lot more than they can chew when it comes to Russia or even potentially China or hell, really, you you don't get one without the other. You don't get to go to war with Russia or China without going to war with the other one. You know that that's one thing people need to realize right off the bat. You know you don't get to pick your fights between Russia and China. They are they, they are close allies, and if you go to war with one, you're going to war with the other. But it's never uh, a great time, like to. 
uh, want to engage in, in a war, right? Like, right. Especially one no. that, that could be avoided. Okay? Uh, it definitely does not seem like a very productive time for this country to be even suggesting that. Like, right. right? Like, where no, we no, are, like, what, no, you, like, you all of the things so. that are going on in this country right now, can you think about, like, we're barely holding it together. Right. Like, let's be honest. We are, bar- as a, in unison here, we don't even, there are states that mandate masks, there are some that don't, I mean, we're not even a, we're not even an, uh, ourselves right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's. Uh, but anyways, well, you know, keep going. Yeah, I think the one thing that, that that could lead to a, a potential conflict, and even a lot of people supporting a potential conflict here in the United States, is this uh, myth that what pulled America out of the Great Depression boom was World War II, right? Yeah, you know that's what that's what that's what a lot of people believe. That's what we were all taught pretty much in 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 grade school was that America was in. Real tough times in the 1930s, and then we all banded together and became the most powerful war machine on the planet, you know, with all the, during World War II, and that brought us into the prospering uh, 1950s and 60s. But uh, a lot of people don't realize that it wasn't just, it's not just like America just magically went to war, you know, and, and... Everybody just got together and did all this stuff voluntarily. There was so many government programs. You had to uh, set up the new de- uh, help from the New Deal, stuff like that. And that society that got created that was just so that. much different. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you that can't was such a middle school sort of part. No, you know, you can't. Okay. No. I don't think it would work today, but I think that there's a. I think that there's no shortage of old politicians in Congress who believe that it could work today. Yeah. They come from a generation where war did bring everyone together. It's not like that anymore, of course. Yeah. Uh, but one, uh, I just had a little clip that I wanted to play today. Uh, just, it's what prompted me to go it, on. My it's an little, example uh, my of what. It's an example of one politician right. using one rhetoric. Senator that saying some crazy shit that could get three hundred and fifty million of us. Most of which who do not want any type of a conflict like that unnecessarily, especially right now, worrying about other things. Right. And, and way deeper than we want to go. Yeah. So this is, uh, what's the name of this senator? Uh, senator Wicker. I couldn't tell you his first name. Uh, but this was on Fox News. And so we're just going to go ahead and play the clip for you. Just to see the kind of rhetoric that's getting thrown around on America's uh, media at the moment. Let us know, Wicker. Military action uh, could mean uh, that, that we stand... Oh, I'm sorry. Just just for context real quick, he is uh, in this video talking about how America could respond if Russia uh, advances upon the Ukraine, tries to invade the Ukraine. ...and off with our ships in the Black Sea and, and we rain destruction on... military capability it could mean that it could mean that we participate and i would not rule that out i would not rule out american troops on the ground we don't do you know we don't rule out uh first use nuclear um action okay so let's talk about that real quick first of all 
It is Roger. It's Roger. <laughs> it's Roger. Roger. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, his first I, I do. I do. Yeah. I, I want to. What call state him does he represent? Mississippi. Mississippi. I, I do want to call him a little wicker snacker. <laughs> no. I'm just no. Oh man, so much to say about that, man. I mean, first of all, he says that like it would just be so easy. Yeah. Like he says that as if he says it like it's if, actually an option. Yeah. He says that as, as if I mean, you know. First of all, if, if Russia actually does move on the Ukraine, they're going to be ready. Like, they're not just going to walk into the Ukraine and expect no retaliation from the United States whatsoever. So if Russia does just walk into Ukraine, their military is ready. You're not just sailing your ships into the Black Sea all fucking, you know, easy pizzy, you know, easy and just... He, he says that like it would just be so easy. We're just going to sail into the Black Sea and we're just going to rain destruction down on on uh, on Russia's military capabilities. I think that's the word. See, he this used. is the cool thing you about know, this. Is the cool thing about podcasting. Though. You're not going to get within a hundred miles of Russia's mainland in yeah. that situation. Well, you know, well, not it doesn't even matter. Like all all the military, like you know, ideas and and what you're going to do is like it's irrelevant. It's on the other side of the world. It's been going on for a long time, these conflicts. You're not going to do anything. We just learned this in Afghanistan. Right. You're not going to change anything. It's just you sh- shouldn't even go there. But this is the beautiful thing about podcasts, I think, that we can communicate, Levi. Someone yeah. in Mississippi, some kid in Mississippi could turn this on one day, just come across it. I like Texas. I'm going to type in Texans, and they come across this show, and they're like, oh, they talked about Mississippi, and we said, listen... If you live in Mississippi, vote this dude out of there. You know what I'm saying? We need better representation, man. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. You know, I went through Mississippi. I don't think people in Mississippi, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, yeah. I don't think they think that they want their money and resources going to the Black Sea. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I oh, think yeah, they yeah. want their resources to help Mississippi. And like right. like things going on in Mississippi. And that's like the big disconnect here. It's like what is this guy talking about? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like you're from you're a congressman from Mississippi talking about the Black Sea. <laughs> like yep. what is it's 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 insane. These people are insane, man. You know? <clears throat> no, I, I honestly I believe that anyone who Genuinely does want to go to war with Russia or China is insane. Yeah, especially when you drop You're that insane. nuclear word. Yeah, like that's the that, no. There is no the only way you win a nuclear war is by not having one. Period. There are no winners. There would be absolutely no winners between two nuclear powers yeah, going to war with each other. It's it's it's, it's just an absolutely easy for a seventy year old man to say. I guess to even talk you know? about. Yeah, you know, but unfortunately, but but no, no, that's what that's what that's what our influence is. The rest of right. the world sees this on on the major news stations, right? And they and that's how they take that. Like people from Mississippi think that shit, right? You know, and that's insane. Like I guarantee you, dude, people from Mississippi don't think that. No, of course not. <laughs> like, of course it, not. It, it's so crazy. Nobody, There's nobody so much disconnect. In the United States thinks that man. There's so much disconnect. Right. And, and and it is dangerous, man. It, it's very, very dangerous. And, uh, you know, this whole thing with the, U, with the Ukraine and, uh, you know, one thing that sticks out to me right away is uh, 
and I know this is not the biggest thing in the news either, but I do think it's important because, again, you know, it's, it's relevant because our society makes it relevant. And that is our president, Joe Biden. His son had a major deal with a Ukraine oil company yep. that they're so adamant about protecting the Ukraine. Would is it, go go figure? Yeah, you know I I don't think there's I don't think it's just irony. You right. know what I'm saying? I think that there's an absolute reason that they're gung ho about protecting this region and trying to be stern and they it's all well it, yeah and even even without that whole little uh, that whole little debacle you know the laptop debacle and all that even without that the United States still practically set up the Ukrainian government. They practically helped the you know. They helped the Ukrainians get you know uh, leave Russia and get started. They set them up. It's just another one, just like Afghanistan. It's a puppet government. Yeah. That the second we stop helping them, they're going to fall to Russia, right? So, and and just by the way, most Ukrainians are pro Russia. You know, I mean, yeah, a lot the, of them the, are. The Ukraine Absolutely. is like the is like the historic birthplace of Russia. You know, I mean, to try and separate the two is a little crazy to begin with. But uh, it is access to the Black Sea it is one of the reasons right. that I think, like strategically, they love that region so much as well. But again, they have no. But, but what I was going for uh, with that, with what I started to say, even without that whole laptop debacle, we would still have to protect Russia because we we have obligations to. You know, we we have promises to keep. We promised Ukraine that if, you know, we would protect them from Russia. We promised Taiwan that we would protect them from China. It's it's ridiculous. And, and, you know, there was one of my favorite quotes. I've dropped this quote a dozen times on the show. I'm going to drop it a dozen times more throughout our episodes. I know I will. Let's head for 13. Here we go. It's a quote from old TJ himself, Thomas Jefferson, the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence, who suggested that, you know, and I know this is just a radical extremist idea, yeah. you know, but he actually suggested that we practice a policy of peace and commerce with all nations and entangle, entangle alliances with none. This was the advice of our founding fathers, and it was sound advice. I guarantee you, if this whole Russia-China thing does kick off and, and whoever's those... You know, survivors are standing over the ashes of what used to be this country because we just went to war with a nuclear power. They're probably going to be standing there going, man, damn, maybe our founding fathers were right and we shouldn't have gotten involved with a bunch of shit. Maybe we should have just let other countries be and let the world do its thing, you know? You know, I mean, some countries fall to other countries. You know what our obligation as a country should be? To make sure we don't fall to some other country. (laughs) You know? I mean... This idea that America is just gonna and that we can be, be the like, big stick that stops the wheel of history, you know, and we're gonna stick our stick into the spokes and just stop the wheel of history. All these things that have happened throughout history, we're just gonna make sure they don't happen anymore. It's a utopian idea. It's a pipe dream, and it's one that's gonna. It's one that I I feel personally. I I fear that it is about to fall apart. Yeah. I think that for about 80 years now, we've we've really convinced ourselves that we've set up some sort of geopolitical uh, scenario where war, developed war, real war, not just going to war with third world countries, but real conventional warfare between two developed countries. I think that we've lived in a world where that's just a, 
that's a silly notion, you know. I mean, for the past 80 years, that's just been a... Nobody would even think of that, you know. But I think that those... Uh, that world that got set up right after World War II and was supposed to be the end of wars... I think that it's 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 crumbling, it's deteriorating. It, yeah. you know, it it can't well, hold one, on forever. One year ago, at the start of twenty twenty one, we had done this, or at the end of December, I guess we did this thing where we thought, like, we talked about what was going to be our big, you know, what we thought was going to be a big stories in this year, and the one that I had talked about, uh, I remember was uh, we both kind of actually talked about really was uh was war, you know, and and how when when since COVID's been going on, all this stuff, they take your mind off, you know. It's a way to try to unify people, and uh, there's a lot of there. I, th- I feel like the the power structure does, like you said, they there's a lot of things they gain. They they believe they gain from war, and uh, control, you know, yeah. uh, in a lot of ways and things like that. But and you you could very well be right about that. I would never downplay. My thing is is how far down does America really want to fall? You know, do we want to get uh, completely checked, you know, by, like, other countries in the world? Like, we're weak, man. Like, our, yeah. like, like we are not in a good situation. No one in this... Anyone that tries to deny that is in denial. Like, we... Right. Like, there are people quitting their jobs that don't even want to work because they're just like, I don't want to work anymore, dude. Like, I, I just, like... Like, we have a mental health crisis. We have a drug epidemic. Uh, you know, most of our young men and women who are able-bodied and young are on drugs. Yeah. You know, or alcohol, abusing alcohol at a major level. You know, it's like we... And then, now I'm not saying everybody. You know, there's some yeah. people that are that are freaking great, you know? not There's some people who do drugs and who drink who are great, yeah. you know? But, like, really saying that, like, there's people, like, dedicated to, like, making this country better in the future, like... Like, we have some type of momentum trying to build this thing stronger. Like, we don't right now. No. And so, and well, so it's just, it's, that, we have no wiggle room for that. It will right. fall, and it will fall hard, and we will all regret oh, right. it massively. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't think that that is something that we really want to have happen. So I really, like, tread carefully on treating anyone like that. Not to mention is, why would you even want to hurt other people? Think about other innocent people living those places. Yep. Why do well, why you the, want to do that to them? Well, and that's the grand hypocrisy of America. And what I'm about to say might upset some people. You know, I might you know I know that not everybody thinks of the way I like what I'm about to say. But I've always thought that it's very hip. You know, my whole life the whole uh, the whole propaganda has been that you know they're over there fighting over there. So that we get to live our nice, peaceful lives over here. And anytime you try and talk about, well, maybe we should just, you know, mind our own business. And if anybody wants to attack us here, they can try, you know, and we'll just, you know, defend ourselves. Not go over and, you know, do this whole policy that we will, we just have to strike them over there so they can't strike us over here. That's very, that's a very hypocritical uh, way of thinking, I believe. You know, that this idea that. The only way we get to live our nice, comfy lives here in America is if we rain hell down on other people somewhere else on the planet. Yeah. You know, God forbid we have to, you know, maybe go through, you know, some little uh, series of, not that I, and the whole thing is, I don't believe anyone would ever try to attack us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why I think that we should 
just try and defend our country is because with our military and our armed citizens, I really don't believe anyone would ever actually try to attack us. Uh, but if you bring that up, if you say that to some people, they're just like, oh, you just want, you know, you don't, you don't uh, understand how bad war is. It's true. I'm not a, I'm not a veteran. I've never been in combat. I don't, I'm sure I don't, you know, understand war. You know, I know about war through movies. That's about it. Just like most other citizens of this country. Uh, but I do understand hypocrisy, you know, and I do understand that there's something wrong with a system where the only way we get to live comfortably is if somebody else has to go through hell. And I think that that's a mindset that we need to shake ourselves from yeah. because the rest of the world sees that, you know. Yeah. And when it comes to, uh, like, you know, like you were saying, the, uh, the inner rot of America, how we're rotting from the inside out, you know. And that's, that's what happens. No empire throughout history has ever been taken down by outside forces until they've essentially taken themselves down from within. I mean, Rome is just the, you know, cliche uh, example of that yeah. that everybody would use. But, I mean, it's a cliche example of that because it's, it's a damn good example. It's exactly what happened, you know. Uh, Rome deteriorated from the inside and it shattered into a dozen countries, you know. That, that's just... The way I see it, and maybe it's just a cynical way for me to think, but the way I see it, that's just the way it goes. That's just the wheel of history, you know. Empires come and go. Nations come and go. Our own will be no different, Yeah. you know. And I think, and you know, I think it's sad that there's... And then all of uh, a sudden, but then all of a sudden one day, COVID hits and it becomes the... No, 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 new world order. Nah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not this. Uh, Charles Schwab. What's his name? What's the guy? Oh, yeah. Cloud. Uh, no, Klaus. Klaus. Klaus yeah. Schwab. Charles Schwab's damn investment group, man. Yeah. I feel bad shit and knock that guy. Sorry, Charles. Nah. Cloud, uh, Klaus Schwab, you know, trying to freaking, you know, bring us all to one world. One world governance, man. That's like the next step, right? They want everybody to, you know, participate in this, in this corrupt, you know, this corrupt cycle where, I, I, you know, it's hard to know how it started. And I know that, you know, there's other forms of government, like, uh, you know, the way that China does, you know, the way that China is here in America, man. That's foreign to us. Like, right. That can't happen. And I would imagine a lot of people in China would feel the same way. Right. You know, and well, that's uh, just the and, and, and that's East, just West fair. Divide. But and that's and that's fair. There's nothing I you know, and, and I just use China as an example. You could use any country, even Europe, uh, as an example, you know, it's and uh you know, I just feel like that uh Yeah, I don't know, man. We have we have people that want us to get into this system that that they have created that has lied and manipulated our government from America. Uh, they have gotten in and they realized somewhere along the line that our laws were up for sale, and that our, or not our laws but our representation was up right. for sale. That that the representation of this country could be bought. That corporations figured that out. You know, however they did, they figured it out, you know, yeah. and they really took over this vehicle. So now you're having the, some of the largest corporations, multinational corporations in the world now having the power that 
should be helping to mitigate them. You know what I'm saying? And not, not stop them, but make them run more healthfully for everybody. And instead they just can take they can take the steering wheel and go any way they want with it. I mean they can nope. they they can literally do whatever they want. They have touched everything. They have bought up everything. You know, like they they rent, you wanna rent a house, you know, they're gonna have it. They yep. you know, and uh it's just crazy, you know, it, it's crazy. And I don't think it's there yet, but I do think they are actively seeking it to be that way more and more. And so, uh, again, borders to those types of people don't mean shit. Going back to what we started with, like, right. they'll they'll sneak people in this country. You know what I'm saying? No, they don't care. You know, whatever, sneak people into another country if they wanted to go to another country. Right. You know, I'm sure they do it all throughout the world, probably, and moving people around. And uh, there's just some real cynical things going on. And, again, I think one of the biggest problems is that there's just no trust and the, the government first thought that people were so dumb that they didn't want to know the truth, or they they were lying and deceit, deceiving people, like deceiving people on purpose right. in order for their gain, and so uh, they didn't want people to know. But whatever the case is, that now people have lost complete faith in our system, and uh, kind of rightfully so, right? And how do you how, how do you really repair that? How do you really repair that? I mean, right. definitely going to war with Russia is not going to fix that. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what's... I mean, Biden, man, he... I, I think that they get so much put back, pushback on this. I bet you they get so much pushback from every which side about going to war. Right now that I would imagine that this is not something that this is... I would imagine, actually, that now that this Russia thing's kind of popping off and getting loud, maybe it is even... Uh, you know, I think they're trying to scare Russia. You know, they're trying right. to intimidate them and scare them. You know, I don't think that's a tactic that's going to work. Yeah, absolutely I mean, not. No, no, I think not. I, you know. I think I don't know. I don't. I don't. But I don't know what the tensions are like over there either. I have not been right. following it at all. You know. I, well, I've used this argument before. Well, it's not really an argument. It's just a an observation of mine. For as long as me or you have been alive, you know, uh, as for as long as, uh, you know, maybe not most people, probably about half the people, you know, have been alive, America has been the world's only real superpower, you know, that that we can just, don't do that. You know, we can just point our finger at some country and say, oh, no, don't do that. We don't like that. And they just, oh, they just cower in fear yeah. and do whatever we say. That has been the geopolitical reality for 40 years now, 30 years now. When did the Soviet Union fall? Like 1991? So 30 years now, right? So I think that we're, we're moving into a new era where America's no longer the only dog on the, you know, in the, in the junkyard. There's, yeah. there's new dogs now. Yeah. Okay? And they're, they are now trying, you know, by they I mean especially China. I think Russia's kind of always been there, you know, just kind of, I mean... Even even after the fall of the of the Soviet Union, they were still a you know Russia's always been a a power to be reckoned with. You yeah. know you don't you don't just you don't just talk about going to war with Russia willy nilly. China, I think, has really been the underdog that has sped its way up into the uh, you know to the top three or four here in the last 
um, especially like the last 10, 15 years, you know, uh, I remember when I was a kid, you know, not that I paid much attention to China when I was a kid, but what, from what I understood about China was that it was a third world country for the most part, yeah. you know, that it was a developing nation, certainly never thought about it as being some sort of expansive empire the way it is now, you know, uh, and now, especially with uh, China trying to, you know, I don't know much about this, but I do know that they are uh, trying to open up some sort of base on Africa's west coast. Have you seen something about no, that? No, I have not at all. Uh, I don't know if they have, or I think they're pretty much just saying that they own this place now, like that they've bought it and that they're going to go ahead and set up this uh, base there. But of course, you know, when news of that broke, everybody's freaked out. Freak the hell out, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, yeah, how, how can some other country, you know, do what, 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 what we do, you know? War, war is definitely something that, unfortunately, is going to be inevitable. And uh, because it's all, it, people are going to want to fight each other, whether it's right. large or small. And, uh, you know, this is going to, when is the next draw? I mean, yeah. when is the next draw? And, and who is the next draw? And it doesn't have to be the United States. It could be other countries, you know? I mean, you could have certain areas of Europe and Russia break out into something or, you know, there's... Com- yeah. You know, who knows? You know, so... And, of course, you know, the U.S. would be the first, I'm sure, try to get involved. And, um, man, I think war is is just such a wasted game today. You know, yeah. I, with what we know and all the problems that we've like really could be dealing with like all of the, that that benefit everybody right uh i don't really see what the benefit in people fight again it's this old worldly power structure of people who are in charge of all these countries that are so gung-ho with power they just fight each other man and and they're all rich right. and they're all in networks they probably all know each other and shit you know yep. and they infight and they take the world, it's like the game of risk, you know? They're playing with their buddies, drinking scotch, you know? Sniffing each other's butts, you know? <laughs> Who's the new dog? Who's yep. the new dog, <laughs> you know? That's what, I mean, again, it's just the weirdest, uh, we live in a weird world where there's so many people, so many smart, intelligent people, too, and so many people who do understand history and do, like, pay attention and aren't stupid at all and get treated like they're stupid, for these people, this higher class of people that just get to assumingly do whatever the hell they want right. and have no oversight. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. Where does this end? What, what happens here? You know, does it end up being, you know, I mean, I think just as easy as two countries go to war, I think there could be a massive uprising of people that are just sick and tired of their governments being completely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and we've talked about like the riots uh, around yeah. the world, the protest around the world. Riots, I don't say riots, really the protest around the world yeah. that have been going on and uh, just the conflicts with people raising up and not liking the mandates, you know, the anti-mandate protests. And this that's big, man. You know, yeah. that that's big because right. no one's going to fight your wars for you. You know, no one's going to... Go do your stupid stuff. You know, right. you make people wear a mask and get vaccinated. And, you know, you've t- got, gotten people kicked out of the military for asking why you... Remember what you did with Afghanistan? You want those same people to now go into Russia for you? Yeah. You know? 
I mean, yeah. what, what will people learn? Enough's enough, you know? No, nah, I don't want to go see my friends die again for your stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we want to stay here at home and rebuild our country and try to make it better for our kids and the next generation. I think a lot of people feel that way, dude. I, I think the sentiment is a lot more that way. No, definitely. It, you know, and I think people are going to have enough, man, of this. You know, like, enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. The, where are the adults? They need to come to the party. And, like, we need to start to, like, reshift these thoughts and these ideas and right. have different conversations and get rid of these people. They need to, like, go and reassess what they're doing with their lives, you know? I'm 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 really convinced, and I don't mean I know this guy. What was his name? Uh, the Roger, uh, the congressman from the Mississippi. Vicar, Vicar? Wicker? Yeah, Wicker, <laughs> Wicker Snapper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I know that he's got a family, and I know that he's probably not an indecent person deep down inside. But what he is to me is he's sick, man. He's right. mentally ill. He has a mental illness. Talking like that, you have no business. Go to Russia. Go fight with the Russians. Go fist fight Russians in the street in Russia. <laughs> what? What are you doing, dude? You're yeah. from Mississippi, man. You know what I'm saying? You have no business in that at all. Like, get out of it. Like, drop it. You know, you're not big. You're not some big congressman, dude. Right. You know what I mean? You're just a guy like everybody else that needs to do something for his community to try to improve it. And by saying stuff like that, you're doing the far opposite. You're yeah. hurting, endangering everyone in this country. You know that. It, it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, these people need to uh, definitely assess assess their lives, man. That's it. And, and if there's other, like, if there was someone in Russia that was saying that about the United States, say the same thing to them. Right. You know, like, no one here really cares and y'all shouldn't care about it. Like, we could be, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. Just do your best. Wish the best for people in Russia. People in Russia say wish the best for people in the United States. Right. And then you do things that make, do cool shit in the world. You know, like help people, you know. Yep. It's just, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a, it, it's definitely, that's naivety. I understand that that can't happen on a large scale. But can that happen on a bigger scale? Like then everything just having to be negative? Nuclear war and, you know. Did you see uh, Jim Brewer? The comedian Jim Brewer had like this rant recently. Did uh, you did you did you see that? No. Well, do you want to talk about something else, or is that uh, uh, I'm gonna pull this up while you talk about okay, it? Okay. Yeah. Man, that, uh, I can't do two things at once. So. Right. No. Well, you know, speaking of the, you know, we were talking about the mandates, and you know, I really think that uh, steam for the mandates is running out. You know, I think that there's that a couple of months ago it seemed like the you know the mandate policy makers were you know running with the wind to their backs you know like like they were just unstoppable and now all of a sudden with all these new uh court decisions you know ju- ju- uh decisions by the ju- judicial branch yeah you know it, lots of times we do a lot of uh, complaining about our system but this is a this is a, an instance where the checks and balances are are working you know because uh, a lot of Biden's vaccine mandates have just been shot down across the board, you know, at least the federal ones. You know, now we still have, like, New York. I don't know if you heard about New York. Uh, just did a across-the-board, in New York City, all oh, yeah. employers, uh, 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 all did, employers see, in yeah, New yeah. York City, regardless of how that. many uh, employees they have. You know, at first it was just if you had over 100 employees. Now it's all employees and employers in New York City. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I hear I hear what you're saying about that the courts right. too, and I do think that is something that is positive. And this is also why I thought, it, wouldn't that be kind of be strange? Like, like you know, like with these cases where it's like they're almost attacking the judges and attacking the outcomes. Uh, it's a conspiracy thought, okay? Right. But it's like they're like making these cases big and making people like be like, oh, the justice system screwed up for reasons like that right. because then they can make it seem like the courts, but really. It's like, hey, seems like the courts are kind of holding up, right? You know, really is what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, now that's but that's, that's you know that uh, that doesn't deter uh, the uh, COVID overlord Fauci, of course. You know, he had some words to say uh, about the uh, changing tide of uh, the mandates in America, uh, and this is uh, I just had a quick clip to play from yeah, him. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, on the news, this uh, this this news anchor woman. Uh, if you listen to her voice, she's almost kind of giving Fauci like a little, like, you know, a little wink, like, what do you think about what this is going to do, you know, for our, uh, situation, you know, and yeah. she's obviously talking about like getting Democrats back into office. What are we going to do about this 2022 midterm coming up where it's looking like it's just going to be a red wave, Yeah, you know? And uh, you know, so listen to take take note of her voice. I really think in this in this video, I, that's just something I noticed about it. Okay. But uh, I think that d what Dr. Fauci had to say was also uh, not exactly what you want to hear. You know, yeah. when it, from a uh, from a someone who is supposed. I know he's not an elective representative. Yeah, unelected, but, uh, un un yeah. unelected bureaucrat, highest right. paid, Dr. Yeah. Anthony Fauci. There's so much opposition now in Congress, and of course the states, even in Democratic states, Governor Whitmer in Michigan and other places, it's becoming just a political test, and the outlook in the, the outlook is not at all a sure thing in the court system. Is there any thought of backing off of that and trying to avoid, you know, all the outcry against it? You know. Yeah, but, you know, Andrew, we, we really have to get people vaccinated. I mean, I understand and we all understand how people do not like to be told what to do. They want to make their own choice and their own free will. I get that and I respect that. But do you, though? <laughs> okay, just had to, get, just had to intervene there. But these are unusual times and you can't think only but are of yourself they and your own personal opinion but you've got to think about your communal responsibility but do you and your family and indirectly then the community protected so i would prefer and we all would prefer that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated but if they're not going to do that sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular but that clearly supersede individual choices and are directed predominantly at the communal good. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about requirements. Okay, so he's basically saying, I really wish you would have all just voluntarily gotten vaccinated, but you're going to get vaccinated. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it sounds like he's saying. Yeah. You know, I think, I think he's really just a guy who's been, he's been in power for so long. He's on his way out. Yeah. He's not going out with grace. This whole thing, it, 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 no matter what you believe about this, you cannot say that Dr. Fauci has handled this whole thing no. that well. There's no one who can, who can make that argument. I'm sorry. And I know it's a heavy load. Viral load. 
<laughs> Sorry, no. It's a heavy load, but uh, really, man, like just with the 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 going back and forth on certain things and lying about certain things, like it's just come on, come on, dude. Uh, I think it's obvious, and uh, yeah. So, uh, I think this guy's nuts, and I and I, I think the country is moving on. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the country is moving on, whether he likes it or not. But I will say this. Are you have anything else you want to add to this episode that's you know that we haven't kind of covered yet? Uh, no, so no really. uh, basically, a quick run view, run over of this is uh, the white buses. We need to kind of learn more about that. We don't want to speculate. And we never call somebody out. We don't want to be like that and like calling things out that don't deserve or like overwhelming things. But if that is something that is going on, you know, we might want to might want to uh, know about that as a community. Uh, and the other thing is. Uh, then we talked a little bit about war, how pointless it is, but how possible it is, unfortunately, here in this generation we live in. And then the other thing was uh, nobody ever listened to Fauci. So that was about it. <laughs> and uh, there's a guy named Jim Brewer. He was in a movie called Half Baked. He's the guy that looks super stoned but really isn't stoned, you know? That's yeah. the one that isn't. And, uh, man, he's been, you know, his wife has like uh, a had can has cancer and has dealt with illness. I know that, you know, just like everybody else, what they've gone through in the past year and a half and of course you're worried about getting sick and I'm not saying he's not some anti but he has he has become a very good voice for people in this country who do have concerns about what's going on and and can he's become a voice that not only is he reasonable but he's funny. Right. And he makes people laugh and makes people feel good and I love it because, man, he's really been a grind-out comedian, a, wor- a hard-working comedian his whole life. He's put in years. He's a true professional. He ne- not an overnight success. And all of a sudden, he's finding relevance and a home in his voice. And I feel like yeah. people are really taking to it. And I'm very proud of that. And I think that's great. I don't know what happened right there. I don't know why it is paused. No, but... uh. But he's a he's a really you know he, he has had a couple of rants. He's been on Joe Rogan even, and uh, this recent rant that I I seen a couple of other people cover, and I kind of wanted to play it out at the end of this episode. What he says at the very end, I'm gonna cut it off at the end. Well, maybe we'll say something about it. But listen to the last thing that he says. This is a two minute clip, and and he it's funny. But at the very end, what he says is is really awesome. And I think uh, people need to remember this. I got shows in Omaha, Nebraska tonight, tomorrow night. And uh, <laughs> are you uh, enjoying the great distraction circus, are you? Wow, what a show. Let's talk about this Rittenhouse kid today. Well, clearly, he's an American hero. Hero? What are you, some kind of animal? He murdered people. Yeah, no, it was in self-defense. Self-defense, he should have never been there anyway. What's a 16-year-old doing with a gun? Well, he was trying to defend some real people. Did you see the people he actually killed? They were monsters. I never, never, if anything, I think we should take guns away. If anything, I think he's the right reason why we need more guns. Sire, our plan is working geniusly as it has for centuries. They just keep 
dividing and we keep conquering as they're more distracted. We need to, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a liar. How dare he lie? Why can't he be a teammate? Just get vaccinated. I think it's actually a choice. You should have a choice if you want to, or do a, a double choice or a, for the means of other people, of course. Oh, please, give me enough of that. Oh, we ain't saying people haven't died. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be taking horse pills and taking advice from Joe Rogan, who's not a doctor. It's misinformation, and my information is the information. <laughs> the great divide and conquer, sire. They will never unite. Their <laughs> plan's been working for centuries. Or they starting to catch on, and we will unite, eventually. Turn the circus off, or at least know you're watching one. That's great, That's right? That's great, man. You know, divide and conquer. Or, you know, it's not always divide and conquer. Most of the time, it's just divide and rule. Divide and continue to rule. <laughs> you know? Yeah, amen to that, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, well, it is beautiful. At least know that you're, you are watching one, and to remember, too, the things that you can control in your life, like um, the little things that you can control in your life, take take advantage of those and take retake control of those and forget about that shit, and whatever happens will happen. But when you have more control over yourself and things in your life, then you'll have more confidence and your ability to deal with the world, you know, the outside world as well, I feel like. So right. he, what he said was great and very funny. Down with it. Did you yeah. like it? Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. And he, he did that, uh, he did that <laughs> cymbal sound very well. Hit <laughs> 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 it right on the correct knee, right? Yeah. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.